enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome, you are listening to Looking for Love. I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and today we are talking about decisions and how a decision can change your life, improve your relationships, and even your sex life. And of course, I'm here with my buddy, my co-partner, my co-host, Mark Phelan. And you made a great decision by including me in this discussion. I did, didn't I? I said co-partner. He's not my co-partner, in case any of you are wondering. We are not romantically or sexually involved in any way, although we were many years ago. That's how we met. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. (laughs) Many, many years ago. I don't know. Was I even 20? I was in the 1920, something like that. Yeah. Let's see. uh, You were older, of course. Of course. I picked you up from kindergarten. (laughs) No, I mean, practically, we were very young. We didn't even, I mean, we went out. Not even a year. I don't know how long we've pushing a year. It seemed like but longer. See, back then you were changing men as often as you change your socks. So uh-huh, very uh-huh. funny. Yes. Yeah, well, but we... They were young. We were foolish. We were, were just a couple of kids. We had some fun. Oh, yes. Hubba, hubba, hubba. We could tell you stories. Kaboom. We, <laughs> we did have a lot of fun. And, you know, it's nice that we've been able to retain our friendship after all of these years. You know, speaking of decisions, we made a conscious decision to do that because we both realized the bond we have goes beyond just relationships. And because the relationship ended, I wouldn't call it a relationship we had. A romantic relationship ended. Yeah, the relationship ended. And the sexual relationship ended. Exactly. So the relationship we continue on is a cerebral and it's a a bonding. And also it's it's probably one one of my very best friends. Uh, well, I feel the same way. I'm just, I'm laughing at the cerebral part because if you could hear some of our conversations, well, as you do, they're not cerebral. I, I are smart. <laughs> we, yeah. we do a lot of uh, I put laughing. the cerebral on the shelf for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, but you, you do. So you make decisions in your life. And I wrote a book about decisions. Exactly. It's, and it's great. Well, thank you. I really like it. It's called 21 Decisions for Great Sex and a Happy Relationship. I wrote it hmm, almost four years ago. And the reason why I wrote it, just sometimes when people say this, the book just sort of comes out of them. I literally just sat in bed with my computer, my laptop, and I just wrote. And what I was realizing in my practice and in my life was the power of these decisions and the decisions that I had made to get me to where I was. You know, people would say to me, you know, how did you create this or how did you accomplish this? And it would always be based on decisions that I made. And, and I wrote this in the book, one of the decisions that I made that really kind of set me on a forward path in my life because trust me, hasn't always been forward and still is not always forward. But this one decision I made, which was to do one thing every day that scares me, which is an Eleanor Roosevelt quote. I actually made that decision. Was that her looking in the mirror? Oh, he's funny. He doesn't always make me laugh. (laughs) Sometimes I laugh at him, not with him. Still appreciate it all the same. Yeah, so just that one decision to do something scary. And it was. It was an intention that I set, and it was something that I did every single day. And it doesn't necessarily change your life in that moment. You know, you do one scary thing. What did change my life was to make the decision to do the scary thing every day. Because as I did that, 
over time, you find yourself at a completely different place that you would have been or I would have been otherwise. And that's something that was an amazing discovery for me. And then I realized that the clients that I was seeing, when they had really done well or made significant improvements or changes in their life, they were feeling better, doing better, having the things that they wanted. It was always, not always, but I'm going to say more often than not, almost always, when I asked them what was different, what they were doing differently or what had changed, the words, I made a decision was so often at the beginning that I thought, wow, this is so interesting. We could say the book or just my decision to do what I do, which is to help couples. There it is. The decision you made to, to pursue this career. Right. To be, get a degree and now sharing your wealth of knowledge. That was a phenomenal decision. Absolutely a decision. Again, You're not all... a spring, you weren't a spring chicken like a 21-year-old grad kid right out of high school going into college and well, going to grad school. Thank you very much. You had <laughs> no, the wisdom true. of the years right, and right. knowledge behind you on top of the degree. Yes. No, it's definitely true. Yeah, I had many years you know, out there in the world doing my thing, failing at relationships or having relationships not go the way I wanted them, although that's not always a bad thing. Uh, but I did decide that I wanted to make a difference in people people's lives. I wanted to be a psychologist and a sex therapist. And I took the steps to do that. Believe me, not always easy, but that decision. So decisions do change our lives. And what got me interested in doing this work, working with couples, helping people with their relationships and their sex lives was the environment I grew up in. So there was not much joy, not much love, uh, going, you know, in any direction. I, I didn't, in other words, not just between my parents, but also from my parents to me. While they would say the words, uh, I definitely didn't feel that love that was coming out. And they did their best. This isn't about parent bashing. None of them are here right now. They're dead. Uh, but they had a lot of struggles and a lot of pain in their life, did the best that they could. And so both of them were married four or five times between the two of them, nine times. It's a lot of marriage and a lot of divorce. I'm telling you, even, you know, we did grow up in LA, right? So, um, and my mother was in the entertainment field. So it's sort of the stereotype, but it's true. It's what you grow up with. And I swore that that was not going to be me. I was not going to ever get divorced. And uh, that did not come to be true. You know, I say we don't learn how to be in relationships from our parents. Well, the truth is we do learn. We just don't learn the right way or Mm -hmm. how to effectively or lovingly be in Mm -hmm. relationships oftentimes, except for some of us that have luck and we have loving parents who have stayed married and shown us how that works. I didn't have that. And so I had my series of heartache and breakups and all of those things that many of us do have. I was lucky enough. My parents were together for 55 years before my father passed away. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's all relative. It, you, there are certain things you have control over, certain things you don't. Genetics, who you're born and where you're raised, all those things. But but that doesn't determine your future. Exactly. We can learn from those things. And even though your parents are married for 55 years, they had their struggles. Of course. And there's things that you may have learned and things that you, you didn't get to learn from mm-hmm. them. We always need to make our own mistakes and find our own way. So that's what got me into this field. That's what got me into writing the book. And I like the book. I feel good about it. I'm proud of it because it really is 
about things that we can do today, simple things that we can do today. I talk about action steps or I have action steps in this show. I also put action steps in this book. I also do it in my practice. I don't call them action steps, but people have assignments or challenges, things to work on in between our sessions. Because again, just hearing things, just understanding things doesn't change your life. It has to be followed with action. So this is the book that I wrote and we're going to be talking about why decisions are powerful. You know, a lot of people, they make, they think they make a decision. They say, oh, I'm going to have this goal. I have a goal of losing 10 pounds. I have a goal of, you know, having a million dollars in the bank, of buying a house, or they have a new year's resolution, right? This year I'm going to quit smoking. So, you know, we have these goals and we have these resolutions, but they just don't work. And the reason why they don't work, and I'm going to say almost always, at least not for the long run, is because just having the goal or just making the resolution isn't enough. So when I talk about a decision, this is my definition, what I mean is we are really clear. We are so clear about what we want. We're so clear about why we want that, how we're going to feel, what it's going to do for us. And with that clarity and the decision that needs to be made, we follow that up with actions. And every decision really can just spin into more decisions and more decisions and get that momentum to where before you know it and you're doing these things, everything changes. And I write about some examples in the book. And one perfect example that I wrote about is when I decided I wanted to learn how to speak Italian. She digs Italian dudes. <laughs> I love everything Italian and I love the language. It's beautiful. And speaking a foreign language is just something I've always wanted to do. I, I felt it was good for my brain, which it actually is. And to be able to go to Italy and speak the language was always a dream of mine. And so that's what I did. I made that decision. And from that decision, you know, obviously I took some action steps. I studied every day. I would take classes. I would read in Italian, do things every day that would push me to learn the language. And then I made the decision to actually go spend some time in Italy. And then, you know, you go decide you're going to spend a chunk of time. I was going to spend, first I was going to spend a year. Then I went down to six months and then I had a visa problem. So it ended up being three months. She but, charged too much on the visa. That's what it was. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it was really, that was a great decision. And then I had to make a lot of life changes to make that happen. I had to plan and make some changes and decision after decision and moving forward in that way. And it was of just a wonderful experience. And I can give many examples about that. And I guess I would say to all of you out there, and I'm going to ask Mark, can you think of a decision that you made that changed your life in just really dramatic ways that you could have never imagined? Oh, I think everyone who's ever been married and divorced, especially if the divorce part is there, uh -huh. that's a decision. It is. You think this is the... You don't go into it going, eh, I'm going to give it a couple of years. You go into thinking this hopefully is going to be forever. And then things happen for one reason or another. And then you have to make that other decision. It's time for it to be over. And both of them are very difficult to deal with. Yeah, but by itself, I mean, because this is a great example. You could say, yes, I'm going to make the decision to get married or I'm going to make the decision to get divorced. That by itself, I don't know how much power that has. I believe that people do make decisions to get divorced or to get married. But ideally, if we start at the beginning. Let's say you're in a relationship, you're in a marriage, and you clearly got married, like you said, with the commitment of staying married for the rest of your life. But something's not right. There's things that lead to that 
decision to make a divorce. So I would say before you make a decision to end a relationship, certainly to get a divorce, especially if there's kids, that you think about that and think, okay, what is it that I actually want? What is it that I am missing from my marriage? More importantly, what are the things that I have done to contribute to the state of my marriage now? Or what are the things I haven't done? The first decision I think to make before you get a divorce is, what can I do or have I done everything that I can do to save this marriage? Because right there, the decision to work on the marriage, to save the marriage, to fight for the marriage, I think is an important decision to make before you make the decision to get a divorce. And so you have to really think about that and get clear about what it is that you want and what it is that you can do. Obviously, sometimes your partner makes that decision in one way or the other. And then that's not your decision to make if you want a divorce, if your partner says, I want a divorce, I'm out of here, right. you do have a decision of how you can respond to it. So we can't decide for other people. We can't make other people's right. decisions, nor can we control anything that they do. But we do have 100% control over our decisions and our responses to things. So your partner says, I want a divorce, or they go outside of the marriage and they're no longer willing to work on the marriage. You can make a decision to still fight and do what you can do to save that mm -hmm. if there's any anything there worth it. But you first have to get clear. Is this a relationship worth saving? Is this something that I want to do? And what am I willing to do? Right. You know, or you can make the decision to move forward away from your partner and be happy on your own or to figure out what it is that you need to work on with yourself. So there's all kinds of decisions, but you do want to really be conscious before you make a decision about what it is that you really want. That is pretty much a question that I will ask everybody that sits on the couch. When they're sitting on that couch, a question that will always be asked of them from me is what do you want? And I am amazed at how many people don't actually know what that is. Mm -hmm. It's sort of the old map story. If you don't know where you're going, you're not going to be able sure. to get there. You have to have that clarity. So decisions are always clear. They are made consciously. You have clarity about what they're about and what it is you want. And then you follow it up with the action steps. Well, right here in your chapter one of your book, uh -huh. it, you have a phenomenal quote by Henry David Thoreau. If one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams and endeavors to live the life he has imagined, he will meet with a success unexpected in common hours. He will put some things behind, will pass an invisible barrier, new, universal, and more liberal laws will begin to establish themselves around and within him. Which, exactly what you're saying, is having yes. a little clarity of thought, make a decision to go forward, plunge into the uncharted territories and try and be brave about it, and follow up with that total commitment. Yeah, it does oftentimes require courage. Not all yeah. the time. You know, here's the thing. You make a decision. I'm going to use the, the lose 10 pounds because I think everybody at some point wants to lose 10 pounds or at least can relate to it. You decide. You make that decision. I want to feel good and confident and healthy and energetic. I want to look in the mirror when I put on my skinny jeans and just feel good. Like you right. have that clarity about what you want. So therefore, you're going to follow it with action steps. What's that action step? The action step or the decision is not to lose 10 pounds, sure. right? The, the decision is to, to lose weight, to get healthy. And then it is followed by many, many moment-by-moment -moment choices. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow, 
you know, you go out with a friend and your friend orders a hot fudge sundae. Right. Do they even make hot fudge sundaes? They must. I just don't surround myself sure. around those things. So your friend orders a hot fudge sundae for dessert and you really want that hot fudge sundae because mm-hmm. you do want that hot fudge sundae because who wouldn't, right? So at that moment, you have to make a choice. And when you have that clarity about the decision you made, then it's easier to make that choice in that moment. It's like, yeah, as much as I would really enjoy that hot fudge sundae, I'm going to make a choice instead to have a cup of decaf. Right. And it's those moment-by-moment moment choices. And sometimes they're really difficult. But when you've made that clear decision, and which is also involves a commitment, sure. and you have that clarity and that determination – it will get done. So that's an important thing to mention too. This isn't just you make the decision and you're done. Right. No, it is living with that intention, that clarity, and making those moment-by-moment moment choices and to keep following through with action. And sometimes that takes a lot of courage. And no, you don't always make the right move or the right choice. Mm-hmm. But that's okay, too. Just to be understanding and know that's okay. It doesn't mean that you give up. You keep going, which is, well, a, which use, is a chapter in my book, Keep Going, which is really important. To use a sports metaphor that you love. I, Lori loves sports, I just have to tell you. <laughs> I, I got a prior away from ESPN all the time. <laughs> He's being very sarcastic. Exactly. But the point is, is every coach looks at a team and he has a goal. What? The goal? To win the game. How am I going to do that? He creates a game plan. Then you work on every nook and cranny and every little side, if possible, ways of doing it. And you go forward with that game plan. In the meantime, something happens. Your star quarterback goes down with an injury. Right. What do I get? You have always have the backups, but you're still going forward with the game plan. The initial attempt to win. And some you're going to win, some you're going to lose, but you're going forward but with the game stop. plan. But you don't stop. You don't exactly. give up. You lose a game. You don't stop exactly. playing the game. Today, I'm just going to talk about uh, on my second chapter, some couple of decisions here, and this chapter is called Cherish Your Partner. So this is a decision. The decision isn't actually to cherish your partner. We'll talk about the decisions. But to cherish your partner, how that can change your life and certainly improve your relationship. If you're not in a relationship, I would say cherish yourself. We have to love ourselves. If we don't love ourselves then who else is going to do it? So let me read the quote. I have quotes and I love quotes. So I have quotes at the beginning of Mm -hmm. all my chapters and I really like them. I I picked them. So obviously I like them or I wouldn't pick them or I would not have picked them. Um, So here's one by Leo Buscaglia, nice Italian man. (laughs) Too often we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment or the smallest act of caring all of which have the potential to turn a life around. And that is so true. And certainly to turn a relationship around. So, I mean, really simple things. These are, these are simple things. Things we take for granted every day. Giving and receiving. Yeah. I mean, a smile and a compliment, those things go a long way. And they're the kind of thing that we do. I'm just going to say very naturally and organically at the beginning of a relationship when we're pursuing someone and the things that can quickly go by the wayside, not because we don't love our partner anymore or because we're horrible people, because we're busy. It's not organic anymore. As a matter of fact, quite the contrary. So it does need to be intentional. It it does really take some effort to do that. So decision one, make the decision to do one thing a day to make your mate happy. And I love that decision. And that decision I'm going to do one thing a day to make my mate happy, again, based on knowing that you want to have a more loving relationship, then, you know, that's a decision to do. And then you follow that up with action steps. So here's a couple of examples of an action step. One, when you go to the market, you buy them their favorite treat, right? It takes no extra time. That works for me. 
but it's just it's something you know that they're going exactly. to appreciate. You mm-hmm. know that it's going to make them happy. Send them a loving text message. Plan a special night out. It doesn't have to be an expensive gift, mm-hmm. a vacation, just small Watching the sunset. Things. Yeah. And things you know that particularly make your partner happy. They may not be things that necessarily give you joy. The joy you get is from making your partner happy. That can give you joy. So those are great, easy action steps. You can come up with your own. Again, it's going to be really created and designed based on what your partner likes or the things that make them happy. But when you do that every day, you make that decision. And every day you do something to make your mate happy, you will notice your relationship shifting. There will definitely make a difference. Another decision that also goes along with cherishing your partner, make the decision to focus on the positive and express appreciation. You know, too often, and we all do this, we focus on the negative Mm -hmm. because we're wired that way. It's just part of being human. We need to focus on those things because those things need to be attended to. So to not focus on the positive and to be living in that state of, you know, complaining and unhappiness. Uh, resentment, anger, those things, all the things that our partner is, they're not doing the things that they're doing wrong, the things that we're not getting. So what you really want to do is you want to try to really minimize those and focus on the things that they do, the positive Mm -hmm. things that they do. Look at, they're there, they're loving you. They're supporting you. Maybe it's washing the dishes or bringing you a cup of coffee or the fact that they're going to work and working so hard to pay those bills, whatever it may be to really focus on those, expand them and live in that state of gratitude and appreciation. Yes. It's wonderful when your partner hears that appreciation, when you can express it, they love that. That's going to be wonderful. And that's what this particular action step is. But I'm going to say that the focusing on that appreciation, the living in that state of gratitude changes how you feel in your relationship. Mm -hmm. It makes you happier. You feel more loving. And also that will change your relationship in big ways. Some action steps you can do start a love book. And, um, I had a couple who did this and I thought it was such a great idea. Get a journal and leave it in a special spot to write loving messages to each other. And what they would do is, you know, whenever they felt something loving, they would write something loving in that book and they would each do that. And then when things didn't go so well, or they're having a bad day, or maybe there was a conflict, they would go and look at that book and it would remind them you know, how wonderful that their partner was. So that I like that action step. Another one is at the end of the day, think about three things you appreciate about your partner. Even if you didn't tell them, that would be a great step all by itself. Again, to be really living and focusing in the positive. Uh, but to tell them, that's an action step that is really going to make a difference to express that to them. Everyone wants to feel loved and appreciated and there's never too much of that. So that would be a great action step. And the other one is just to say thank you. You know, whether it is, you know, for washing the dishes, even though that's what your partner does all the time or taking care of the children, even though that's what they're quote unquote supposed to do or going to work, those things to be appreciative for and not take for granted is really important. There's nothing that our partner has to do for us. And when we can be grateful for that and express that by saying, thank you, that can change a lot of things. And how about the fact that we can add another one to that of instead of which some men are guilty of and women too. Oh, you know, uh, looking a little heavy there. Did you put on some weight? Just how about a word unspoken? 
not saying it, as speaking as a man to a woman, uh-huh. asking a question, you know when you've put on a couple of pounds. I don't need to remind you. Right. So me saying that is not only solely unnecessary, it's non-productive. It puts the focus on the negative instead of the positive. It's not like it's going to incite you to go, gosh, he thinks I'm fat. I'm going to go to the gym right now. It's pretty much going to be, well, kiss my ass, fat so Take a look at you. Just words left unspoken can carry some weight too, right? Absolutely. Well, what's interesting though is when you talk about the weight one, it's kind of how we talk to ourselves too. If we talk to ourselves and say, oh, you know, you're fat or look at you and oh my God, you know, you have no control. I mean, if we talk to ourselves in those negative ways where we feel bad about our body, that does also does not motivate us to eat healthy or go to the gym. Mm-hmm. It's when we are loving ourselves and we're feeling good about ourselves. So by the same token, if a partner saw their, their mate, male or female, because it does go both ways, and um, they were gaining weight, and if they said to them instead how much they love them, you know, it's like, oh, I just, I love you. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're so handsome or you're so beautiful. Obviously, it has to be sincere. And just because somebody's put on some weight does not mean that they're not beautiful right. or handsome. When we can look at those parts of them and what we love. And when we express that, when we are loving, guess what? If our partner's thinking, oh, I don't feel very attractive or very beautiful, they may say that. And then you can say, is there anything, if you, you know, if you want to, I think you're beautiful, but if you would like to feel a little bit better, maybe we can walk together. Mm -hmm. Uh, But chances are that is going to, I think, motivate that person oh, your partner says you're beautiful or you're handsome, that's going to motivate you to actually want to take better care of Mm -hmm. yourself. So it's it's interesting how it works. Again, it's not just with a partner. It's also with ourselves. We have to love ourselves and treat ourselves lovingly and kindly. These are decisions that you don't need to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. with someone because you are in a relationship with yourself. So whether it's living in appreciation of, you know, what you have, who you are, who your friends are, whether it's expressing it or not, just being in that state is going to be a wonderful thing. The decision to do one thing a day to make your mate happy, maybe it's doing something every day to make yourself happy. Because again, if you're looking for love and you want to attract love, if you are happy, you are more likely to attract love. So that doesn't necessarily need to be just for relationships. Well, just for relationships with other people. It can also be with the relationship for yourself. So these are some some decisions and some action plans. My action step for you in today's show is you can follow the ones that we talked about today, or you can come up with your own. Think about, and maybe even write down, what is it you really want? Get so clear about that, whether it's in a partner or whether it is financial or maybe it's a home. Maybe it's you want to feel better. Get so clear about that and then make one decision. Just one. I only want you to do one because I want it to be doable. One decision, again, will often lead to more, but it is a great place to start. So make a decision, follow it up with actions, which means there's commitment involved, and see what happens. If any of you are interested in um, getting the book, you can go to my website and you can order it through, I believe, Amazon, Smashwords, it's on Kindle. You can, you, there's different ways you can order it. You can certainly do that. And if you can't afford it and you really want me to send you one, if you write me a lovely email and tell me what it is that you're looking for and why you can't afford it, I would certainly be happy to send you a copy. Yeah, they cost $800, right? <laughs> I don't mind doing that. That's great. Um, again, for people who need it. If, if you certainly can afford it, 
you know, it's not expensive, but if you can't, and it's something that you want, I am happy to help. Great information. So you can send me an email and it was just a pleasure to write the book. Like I said, it's a few years old, almost four years old. So I probably need to relook at it. I don't know. Would I say things differently? I, from what I can tell, no, there's timeless, they're kind of foundational Mm -hmm. principles. Maybe I would say it a little differently. Maybe I'd write it a little better. Uh, but I do think the information is good and we'll talk about decisions some more, but this, that's, I think, enough for today. Again, think of your own. Think about what you want. And we always want to hear from you. So you can email me at laurie at com, or you can just go to my website, com, and you can connect through me there and or connect to me there, not through me, but to me. <laughs> and we will be talking to you next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really do appreciate it. Take care, everyone. Ciao, baby.